Hello, welcome to the Clark Blue Podcast post-match reaction. My name's Dan Rowitz. I'm joined here this afternoon by John Townley, the afternoon after the night before that Aston Villa crashed out of the Carabao Cup with a 2-1 home defeat to Everton. Now, we're not doing this as a live stream. We obviously didn't do it last night. Uh, it goes without saying. We thought we'd sit on it for, or we'd sleep on it, let's say, and maybe it would be a little bit more composed and calm the day after. Are you more composed and calm, John? Uh, yeah, more calm, I suppose, but it's going to stick with me, the frustration, really, because I've just put a piece out saying why. And it's just because, we, like last season, we had an opportunity because big teams got each other in the draws. I think Man City got Chelsea and Man City got Chelsea and then they, they got someone else in the League Cup or in the FA Cup. I can't remember exactly. Um, but you look at the draw that that was at the third round stage, you look at the draw that's now happened in the quarter, uh, sorry, the last 16, and you can't say those draws going to be exactly the same when Villa um, are in it as well, but it just goes to show that they had such a great opportunity again this season to go far in a cup competition with a, a cup specialist of a manager, but we haven't seen that yet, unfortunately. Yep. Um, I don't put that down to Emery, by the way. I, I personally think last night, I just... If you're going to beat Everton 4-0, what, five weeks ago or something, and then get played off the park... In front of your own, in front of your own fans, when you're four games away from Wembley, if you win that game, I just don't think that's good enough. And yeah, agreed. I think fans had every fans had every right to kind of show the discontent. They were obviously booing at half time, booing at full time because tickets were thirty to forty quid. It obviously wasn't a sellout because of that reason. And mm-hmm. I just don't think um, the team were good enough. I don't know if it was an attitude problem or if it was maybe potentially thinking that they were going to win the game more easily or it's tiredness or whatever. Emery said after the game that it wasn't anything to do with um, being tired. So I don't think it's it was at the front of the players' priorities, basically. And that's a real shame because, as I say, it's the quickest route to Wembley. And <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't go last night. I didn't fancy paying the ticket prices for that game because I expected some level of rotation and probably naively, I thought we were good enough to still beat Everton. So for me, it's a personal thing. It's a difficult thing to get to a night game. We've got Brighton at home on Saturday. We've got a European game next Thursday. We've got to make childcare arrangements and whatnot. So for me, it wasn't worth going last night, especially considering the price. Now, that is another conversation that we'll get to. If the tickets were 15 quid, maybe I'd have put more effort in to go although I'm glad in the end that I didn't I, I missed the first 10 minutes to be fair but I've seen the goal back and I watched the rest of the game how you'd expect that I've watched it and yeah like you said absolutely not good enough and in your little you know minute or so there that I asked you are you okay <laughs> how are you you covered a lot of topics that we we're going to get into one of them most notably how favourable the rest of the draw is which is very very disappointing I've got it in front of me uh, we were saying that like, the League Cup is one of our best chances of silverware because it's such a, a small tournament isn't it you like you say you play five or six games and you're in the final and Villa are, are one round further because they're a European side this year so we've already got past one stage while not even playing it Man City are out to Newcastle Brighton and Brentford are both out in the next round Man United play Newcastle so one of those goes out West Ham against Arsenal one of them goes you've got ties like Mansfield versus Port Vale and Exeter versus Middlesbrough and one of those will be getting to the quarterfinals those are the really really good chance for us to go far in a competition and we've blown it and that is simply unacceptable. It was the same for the FA Cup last season. Man City were obviously still in it, but you had Blackburn in the semi-final. For Villa, we haven't won anything um, in my lifetime. And yeah. I'm 23. Uh, a lot of fans haven't seen anything um, worth, you know, 
apart from winning a playoff trophy, which doesn't count. So it is really disappointing, especially when a lot of clubs don't seem to really care about it. And Villa yeah. fans and Villa as a club do care about it. Yet the players on the pitch against Everton, they put up that performance and it's just not good enough. And again, they'll know that. But I'm trying to kind of put my finger on why that is. Is it attitude of not really you know, oh, let's try and just win this 2-1 and get out um, and play 45 minutes and rest my legs for Brighton or wherever it may be. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of factors. And as you say, then we'll touch on it. And it was just a weird atmosphere because Everton fans, to be fair to them, were brilliant mm. all night, as you'd expect them to be. Um, they had the North Stand. I don't know how much they paid for their tickets, um, but they obviously had to pay for travel as well. Uh, but they were brilliant. But I just feel like a lot of... Um, I don't know, maybe negativity from everything that's going on in terms of ticket prices, hospitality, um, kind of taking over uh, in some areas of the stadium, quite literally, you know, you can't go in the in the whole suite anymore. Obviously, you have to pay for your drinks, but there's no free access. You have to pay 60 quid for, for the Brighton game, at least. And I just wonder if those sorts of things are kind of seeping its way into the stands. And that's why last night there was almost no atmosphere, really, from a Villa perspective. The fans can't be at blame for that at all. It's a Wednesday night and there's going to be European games what, every other week. We've got Mostar next week. We had Leggy last week. So again, for the players, maybe they are tired and I thought Douglas Louise towards the last 10 minutes, um, but I'm not picking on him at all. I thought he was actually Villa's best player, to be fair. Um, but he was Leggy. He could barely run back at one point. I know Edry Conser said in the mix zone after the win at Chelsea that, you know, he's happy to play every game. <laughs> but, but he's tired. Yes, changes were needed. i said to be fair, I don't think you should change the back line, including the goalkeeper. And I stand by that because I don't think Villa actually lose the game if Emi Martinez is in goal. Um, mm. Both goals were so avoidable. That's another frustration. Everton have got a good result against Brentford, but for as well as they played yesterday, we shouldn't have let them score. And we let them score twice through two bad mistakes. In the end, we probably should have got something out of it, similar to the leggy game, really. We were behind mm. and then yeah. in the last moments, we kind of just went for it. We probably should have got something from the game. Um, would have taken why, why, why go from it? Why go for it in the last 10 minutes, though? I think it, I, I, just, I don't know. I, I think it's a mix of things, but all of those things shouldn't have happened. Yeah, for example, yeah. ticket prices being too much, I think, affects the atmosphere because there's less of a crowd. The fans who were there anyway, it's a Wednesday night, and the players aren't giving something back on the pitch. That's not conducive to a positive Villa Park atmosphere that Emery would want, by the way. Um, oh, it's... I was so. I was a lot more I was, I was last night. I, I said to Matt at one stage, "Should we just do it tonight when you get back and, and get it out of the way?" And, and we'd have done it live, and I'd have been. I'm never going to come out and kind of like ranting and raving, but I was a lot more annoyed last night, and I was more composed today for for clarity. We were recording this at twelve o'clock on the Thursday afternoon, and I'm much calmer now than I was twelve hours ago. But now we're talking about it, it's all like flooding back the bad memories of like how bad that was last night. You keep mentioning the ticket prices and we've got to get that out of the way because that is the elephant in the room. One of the major reasons why I did not go last night and will be the same for a mystery amount of people that didn't go because there's no attendance revealed last night, conveniently. I don't want to hone in on this too much because we've just had a podcast go out about the, the the shirts and I don't want this to be like a, you know, on the pitch we're doing okay besides last night because league form's actually decent and we're just moaning about things for the sake of it. But the ticket price situation was a joke and that kind of, sets the tone doesn't it if you've got a half field stadium you get a half arse performance don't you to be honest it was actually better than what I thought it was going to be I will say that it started to fill out more um, just before kickoff and at kickoff but yeah it was there were still thousands of empty seats and 
I wouldn't be bringing it up on a post-match show that we're talking about the performance if I don't think it affected it, but I really do think it did. Emery yeah. says after most games about um, fans and about how he wants to connect with the fans, but it's very difficult for him and his team to do that when fans can't afford to go to the game. You can't spend that money to go to that game and watch that performance and then go back home and you've what, you know, you, you might have bought your dinner there as well because it's an evening kickoff and you've spent, what, 40, 50 quid for what? And the so conversation is um, very different, isn't it? If we win 5 0 last night, no one's mentioning ticket prices because it's just, oh, well, it's a bit annoying, but we've won and we move on and it's whatever. No, I've prioritised the European games and I've paid for been... those. So I've chosen not to pay for this. Yeah, and what we will say about the European games is I think it was a good offer. It was, what, 70 quid yeah. for three games, just over 20 quid for the three. So that's good. And no, there'll be a full time. But yeah, that was like okay. the, the cheapest. No, mine was eighty-one for three. Okay, hours. but it's priced at you know in the right um, in the right bracket, yeah. And it will be a full house at Villa Park for each of the, each three of those games. I'm sure of it. Hope so. But when it's yeah, but when it's having a negative effect on the performance, in my opinion, there's no positive there at all for anyone. I come at it from two different angles. I, I don't want to blame ticket prices and a smaller crowd for losing the game because that's not the way at all. You know, we've talked before, haven't we, about giving Unai Emery the tools he needs to succeed and like all his staff around him and the players and whatnot. And one of those things will be the support that we give as fans that go to games. If the club has priced tickets at a rate that some fans cannot afford to go, you're not giving Emery the tools he needs. And one of those tools is a packed out stadium because he's mentioned it, as you said, in every post-match presser. The first line he says is, oh, we like to enjoy this with our supporters tonight or whatever. He wasn't saying that last, last night, was he? Because it just wasn't the, there. Yeah, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Emery even said it in an in-house interview earlier this month, I think. He said like the, the Villa project is like a table. You have four legs. I think mm, it was yeah, like yeah. the club, the players, the staff and the fans. If one of those kind of, if one of those legs is broken, if you put it in front of the, you know, the table falls over. So <laughs> what, you know, I think it's one of those where um, there was a multitude of things of multiple reasons, sorry, why uh, Villa don't win that game. And I do think the atmosphere in terms of fans not being there and a weird atmosphere in general, I do think that contributed because those players who came in for the game probably needed a bit of backing, like a Taylorman's a Dendonka. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. of course they get it, but at the same time they are professionals, and, and they will get more uh, adulation from the supporters if they're playing well, and they won't. Yes, so yeah, it, it's a whole, out. it's a whole mix of things, but the overall feeling is just deep, deep frustration. I did have a couple of tweets about like how Newcastle had priced their um, tickets, and that was fifteen pounds theirs. Obviously, a sold out uh, game, great atmosphere, and they beat Man City. Yeah, so that's yeah, the case in point of yeah, of yeah, what, and it, what, what, again, what we could have won. Yeah, that is true. The only thing I'd say about the Newcastle, as we all know, is their, you know, kind of a state-linked ownership plus their sponsorships are off the scale. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Their their revenue is, yeah, they've got bigger um bigger pots of revenue than Villa, their Champions League team. But you are right. Let's talk about team selection then. Now, in the preview show, the Monday show that we did, which was titled Aston Villa's Route to Carabao Cup Success is already out of date by Wednesday evening, which is very annoying. That thumbnail I made of Emery in the Carabao Cup, I won't be needing that again this season. I kind of, I say I wanted rotation. I'm not sure whether I wanted it, but I expected it at least in the conversation we had. We were going back and forth, weren't we, on on how much rotation is too much rotation. Yeah. And I thought five or six changes, which I think it was, was it five in the end? Or six? Five changes. Five changes is what I kind of thought would happen, but I still expected that to be enough quality to be Everton at home. And I was wrong on that front, that they weren't good enough. And that's the really annoying thing, that we've got a good group of 11, 12, 13 players who you think they could play most weeks and be really good. And I know we're missing Mings and Brendia, Moreno, Ramsey. And if those guys are available, this second string last night 
is not as weak as it is because those guys are in the first team. So the second team becomes stronger, if you kind of get my point. But that, that group of players, then it's kind of harsh to admit, is not good enough to compete on four fronts this season. After the game, Emery said that he had a plan for kind of each player pretty much about giving them minutes. Like John McGinn played at left back in the first half because Luca Dean needed a rest. He's played, I think he started seven of the eight games Villa had played before Wednesday night. I think that's right. He missed the Hibernian game in the second leg. So McGinn played there, but it was a plan of, he would then be brought off at half time for Dean to come back on. So he was kind of trying to share around minutes and things. But because Villa were losing in the game, that's why he couldn't bring off Douglas Louise or he couldn't bring off um, yeah. you know, other players, Mr. Diaby, for example. So it wasn't in the plan to play some players for 90 minutes. So that's another negative from the night. You know, a lot yeah. of those players are now going to be tired for Brighton. And yeah. Whereas just, if we had a played full strength right. to start and we were 3 0 up at half time, those players do come off at half time. That was my. Yeah, point, no. really, but like, I didn't expect that. I like, thought uh, what happened, did, uh, what I thought was going to happen, did happen. I thought yeah. Olsen would play. I didn't think Watkins would play, and they had, they had the yeah. two ones that are not of cost because I'm not like, blaming it on Durant, but missing Watkins is huge. And the people that are anti Watkins, that's why. Like he is a focal point for Villa going forward. We've talked enough about Olsen, but I'm sure we'll get into him in a bit. Well, well yeah, I mean, just I said in the preview or whatever show we were doing the Monday show or whatever um, play your defence and I understand taking Dean out for McGinn and actually I thought McGinn played quite well <laughs> um, but from your goalkeeper that's the one position that you, you don't need to rest and yeah. Martinez doesn't make the mistake Olsen made for the first goal yep. the second goal is obviously your Telemans' mistake um, yeah, but Olsen was crap as well in that in that goal when you tweeted like your you know, goal blah, blah, blah happens and this happens and this happens and I quote tweeted that saying that was pathetic and a lot of the replies were about Tierman's back pass. I was half yeah. referring to Olsen's one-on-one goalkeeping. Mm. He basically dived out of the way. So as much as the back pass is sloppy in the first place, Olsen's keeping is bad. And I don't like kind of the the moaning about him, especially before games where, you know, the team sheet comes out an hour before and it's, oh, Olsen in goal, we're going to lose. So I've never really liked that. But after the fact, I'm willing to say that that was the wrong decision. And, and the drop-off between him and Martinez is huge. If Martinez is fit, he should be playing in every single game for Villa now. There should be no reason for Robin Olsen to play in any of the Conference League games or anything, unless it's that we've already qualified and the game is a, a dead rubber. If there's something on the game, Robin Olsen should not be playing for us anymore. <laughs> At least you're not sitting on the fence, Dan. He's costing some... We're out of the Carabao Cup again. He, he, every competition know, Robin Olsen has played in, we exit the competition at the first first hurdle. I I, I, I don't want to kind of bash anyone, but my main point is just, Emi Martinez is one of the best goal, goalkeepers in the world. You don't have to rest him in any game, uh, play him. And the likelihood is you'll probably not concede more than one goal, <laughs> especially at home as well. Villa, I don't think, would have conceded against Everton if he played. And with that, I think Villa controlled the game better. I know he's just a goalkeeper, but that's the impact that he has. Villa controlled the game better. They performed you know, much better than what they would have um, than they did, sorry, against Everton. And everything's just, everything's easier. Uh, yes, Villa lacked creativity on the night and, and whatever, but I just think, again, that's because they struggled to uh, control things and they were kind of lacking energy and they were sloppy in possession there was lots of different reasons why they lost the game but I think they could have at least taken it to a penalty shootout if they didn't concede those goals well sorry they would have just yeah frustrating and the team selection I I, I, nothing that I didn't kind of uh, predict but 
as I said before, I just think you have to line up with your, at least Martinez in goal. And then from the defence, you have to play Conser and Torres. And then from your fullbacks, you know, you do what you want. Cash has to play because he's the only right back, really. And then uh, Luca Dean came off because he was tired. But the positive is that Carlos is back. And that means that Kamara doesn't have to drop into a back three sometimes. And Conser could play right back if needed, kind of playing in that three. Then McGinn doesn't have to drop back when Kamara drops back and McGinn can play higher up. So there's a few positives or maybe just one positive, actually. I was going to say, a few is absolutely stretching it. Yeah. Um, I had a comment on social media last night from Jay, who said, please start asking yourself what Dan Rowlands of 12 months ago would say to you here when you've just lost 2-1 at home to Everton after nine straight Premier League home victories. Little perspective, please. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw that last night and it didn't really wash with me. I put it in my notes to bring it up today because I thought maybe I'll think differently of it tomorrow. I get it. We've been good at home and we've won some good games there and... Like I said earlier, our, our league form is pretty good. We've had a good start to the season, haven't we? Yeah. We're 12 points. So we've got Brighton on the weekend. And you know, when we lost to Legia, we bounced back by beating Chelsea. If we beat Brighton at the weekend, some of that hurt will be forgiven. And we, we kind of ride up the Premier League table and yada, yada, yada. The perspective thing, we've still gone out of the Carabao Cup in the first opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I'm not at home. Um, I, 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 don't, I can't get over that. I was still annoyed about exiting the cup competitions early last season up until the end of the season, really, because there's the massive <laughs> opportunities that they, again, last season, the draw was so favourable for us. And that's why it's frustrating. It's the same this season. If we beat Brighton, then fantastic. But I'm still going to be annoyed about us being knocked yeah. out of the Carabao Cup when it's such a, we, we're so, we're more than capable of competing for that trophy and we haven't won anything for donkey's yeah. years. The draw was favourable. Again, Draw is in uh, Villa playing Everton. We don't know what the draw would be if Villa went through, but there's half of the teams are either not Premier League teams or not top six teams, put it that way. Yeah. So the probability of Villa getting a decent draw up until the semi-final <clears throat> was very high. And then you've got a semi-final at home at Villa Park and we know what will happen there. We'll probably win that game. Just That's why I'm frustrated. If we lost to Everton and they and we played you know well and we competed, then you just kind of, tip your hat and say well fair play to Everton but we yeah. didn't compete on the night and it's that's the bare minimum our back is to beat anyone when we're on our day and in a one-off game but but our day we, isn't coming as consistently as I would lost, like and that's that's an issue lost to Stevenage at home lose to Everton at home and both of them are, I don't Stevenage are in or were in League 2 I think Everton are a Premier League team but I feel exactly the same because it's an yeah. opportunity missed we talked before haven't we about like having a Villa curse uh, and how, feeling cursed over things like injuries to get Unai Emery in as a cup specialist and not win a cup game, peak Villa, isn't it? We've not won a knockout game in a cup competition, at least. We've had the Hibs game, I suppose. That doesn't count. We've had a group game in a, in, a, in Europe that we also lost. Unai Emery's been a brilliant manager for us and will continue to be that. And I, I love him and we all do. And I'm not blaming this on him because I get the fact that he's got to rotate to some degree. Persisting with Olsen, I can't get on board with that at all. When I felt like we should have had a backup keeper in the summer anyway. Yeah, it's just really, really frustrating. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it, to be honest. Yeah, I think you can kind of draw a line under it there. But as I say, the frustration won't be going away because it's one of those of what could have been. And yeah. you can't even ease it by saying, oh, but City are in there. And uh, oh, but there's lots of teams left Tottenham still in it and other teams like Brighton they're not they, they were knocked out <laughs> and we had a good draw so um, yeah just I know you've got the FA Cup still but it's probably not going to be an easier route than what we had this year it's a longer competition um, as well isn't it it's more games in the FA Cup I think yeah yeah no it is just and that team should be able to beat Everton or at least yeah, compete yeah. that's the frustrating yeah. thing they didn't even they were 
just dominated across the pitch against the team that they beat 4-0 a couple of weeks ago. And I know it's a few different players, but Yuri Tielemans is a Belgium international. So is Dendonka. Um, John Duran is scoring goals. And to be fair, he only had one sight of goal the whole match anyway because we were lacking creativity. We had oh, the sorry, no, just Yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah. Disappointing we- night. We, yeah, Villa need to bounce back. And I think they probably will because the squad is good enough. And if we win, we go into the top four, which is crazy considering the kind of... Some of the negativity we've had at the start of the season. But yeah, the frustration will sit and probably won't go away until we get a favourable draw in the FA Cup, maybe. It's a weird way to assess the start of the season. I feel like my emotions about it are very up and down. Like we'll win a game in the yeah. Premier League. I'm like, oh yeah, this feels really great. And then we lose in Europe. And it's like, oh, okay. And we win a game and we yeah. lose in the Carabao Cup. And it's like, it's really hard to get my head around like what we are this season because we're, like I said before, our league form's decent. And if we get something against Brighton and Wolves going into the international break, you go, we had a really good start there. Yeah, we'll be, um, we'll be fourth or third, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we should feel great and upbeat. But again, I think some of the off-field stuff, the prices and the hospitality and the kit problems and all this, I, I do think that is impacting not how we feel, our supporters, and how we yeah, feel yeah. about the club, but that it's kind of, you know, we've got this great manager and a really kind of strong set of 11 players at least, and that should be really good and really positive. But I feel like as a collective, we don't feel that kind of passion about everything at the club because some of the other stuff is starting to need it away at people a little bit. We've got to move on to Brighton now very quickly. There is a press conference tomorrow as we're recording this Friday at one o'clock ish. So generally when the presses are around that time, we don't film the inside body more show till six o'clock and then it's out on Friday evening. When we play Sunday, that's fine because there's plenty of time for people to watch it. We kick off against Brighton at Villa Park 12.30 Saturday, so we're not going to do a podcast tomorrow because it's such a short shelf life. So yeah. we'll talk about Brighton now instead. What kind of side do you play against Brighton? Uh, my predicted 11 would be Martinez in goal, uh, Cash, Concert, Powell and Luca Dean, Kamara, Louise, midfielders, Zaniolo and McGinn uh, advanced and then Diaby and Watkins. I would have played yeah. Bailey because I think he's actually done okay at home. But he's obviously injured now. Um, and Zaniolo, to be fair, when he came on, I thought he was actually quite bright. And he's shown some good signs when he's uh, been playing after he joined. So I'm happy with him so far. He, he's kind of playing in a weird, like, I don't know, obviously very different to Buendia, but he reminds me of that same sort of level yeah, of kind player. Of. Someone who isn't going to light up the world. Um, so that, does that make sense? I yeah, kind of. I don't think he was great last night. I don't think he's suited to play as wide as he was, I think he's better centrally. No, but I, I, do think, I do think he had moments of where he was kind of driving the team forward and yeah, if yeah, he wasn't yeah. playing, I don't know if we'd get out of our own half um, until the eighth minute. But yeah, I like him. He definitely gives yeah, something yeah. different. And uh, against Chelsea, he had a few moments as well. So he gives that kind of X factor, which I like. And if, yeah. he, if, he, and if he doesn't play, I don't know who does actually. Because Ramsey, I don't think he'll be ready. Um, Bailey's out. That doesn't leave you with anyone, I don't think, unless I've missed someone. No. This is what we said near the start of the show. I understand there's injuries of a factor and you've got to manage the squad that plays because we're playing so many games. But I'm not going to give the excuse to to Emery and the players of that because this is what they wanted. They wanted lots of games because we want to be in these competitions. So deal with it. Brighton's going to be a really, really difficult game. We, We know how good they are there at the moment. One of the best sides in the Premier League. Um, As I said earlier, we bounced back after the Legia defeat by beating Chelsea. Can we bounce back after losing to Everton by beating Brighton? 
for sure we can. And I back us in every Premier League game. I just think the atmosphere is going to be different to what it was against Everton for a number of reasons. I mean, we have a good record against Brighton, don't we? I think mm. we've won. We beat them at the back of the last season, didn't we? Over the park. I, think we've, I think we've only lost once since being promoted, unless I've got that badly wrong. But uh, yeah, they're um, a very good team. A team that we have to play 100% to win the game. I know they lost to Chelsea in midweek. I'm looking forward to it. Again, it'll be nice to kind of bounce back straight away at Villa Park after what we just saw. Again, the frustration of not being in the cup is going to sit. However, we can't let the performance kind of, we we, we can't dwell on it. We need to just get back at it and put in a performance. Hopefully, if we can get something against Brighton, a a win, obviously, um, and then follow it up with with a win against Mostar. Then you go to Wolves, obviously a place that we haven't competed very well at over the last couple of years. But those are three games there where I do think we have a chance to, you know, kind of put it right. And after that, then it looks rosy going into the international break. We should have Ramsey back then, Moreno for sure. And we should be potentially in the top four if we get good results against Wolves and Brighton. And then you're kind of not back on track in the Conference League, but you've, you know, you've got your first win, hopefully. That would mark a good start to the season. And the Everton thing is just a frustration, but you're just praying that we get a good draw in the FA Cup later on. But... It's difficult because Villa will then be playing knockout games in the Conference League if we make it that far at the time in which the FA Cup rolls around. So it's kind of, you know, all sort of jumbled into one. Jumbled into one, sorry. Yeah, let's hope for a positive. why the League Cup was so important because we've got to prioritise the Conference League knockout games rather than the FA Cup fourth round against... I was looking at... I was looking at the... Yeah, I was looking at the dates for the Conference League knockouts, which start in, uh, I don't know, March. The Carabao Cup final, I mean, will be kind of before the Conference League gets going in the knockout. And if you win the Conference League group, you're in the last 16 already. So that's, again, really important that we don't finish second because that's going to be another two games to play. But yeah, focusing on this weekend, I'm hoping for a, a positive performance. And I think if we play well, we'll win. I know Brighton are a good team, but I just, I think if we play to our level at home, we'll win the game. Would you be happy with a draw? I always say it's about context. Um, I'll be happy if they miss four penalties. If we're losing 1-0 <laughs> in the 89th minute, you'll take yeah. a draw. Yeah, and to be honest, I'd take a draw now. I think it's one of the ga- one of those games that you don't want to lose, put it that way. A yes. draw, you know, Brighton are a very good team uh, and there's no shame in drawing a game against them. Uh, yes, you want to keep your home record up and win, you know, keep winning. But I think losing would be one of those where it's like, ah, well, that's a team that, we're, that we want to finish above this season and it's a direct mm-hmm. competitor and you don't win at home. Um, obviously, we haven't lost a home Premier League game for some time now. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm hoping for a win. But if we do draw, you've got to back it up against, sorry, you're not backing it up, but if we draw, we've got to get a result against Wolves then because... Yeah, I know, think four points from the two games we've said before would be a, a good return. So however they come is... Yeah, fine-ish. But I if mean, we I'll be honest. Wolves isn't great, that is it? Yeah, I think you need to beat Wolves. Whatever. Um, you've done your predicted eleven already. Obviously, there's no pressure to talk about any fresh quotes or injuries or anything like that. Bailey going off is again very frustrating because we need those options, and he's yeah. been decent enough so far this season. Um, let's have a prediction then for Brighton to end this show because I, I feel like we're going around in circles a little bit. I didn't sleep well last night, by the way. I've been I've noticed when you were speaking, I've just been rubbing my head because I'm just out of it a little bit um, so we'll end this show with a prediction for Brighton do you want to check how we did for can we play that I've already forgotten who it is Chelsea you got it right didn't you so I said we'd win I said 2-1 and you went uh, with a 1-1 draw so you'd okay. win so it's a point for me and nothing for you as I take my commanding lead into an even more commanding lead uh, it's Brighton 
at home this week. John, what are you saying? <laughs> Don't know why. 3-1 Villa. So 3-1 for you. I love the optimism. I've said I'll be okay with a draw depending on the context of it. If it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a 2-2 thriller or something, I think that's okay. But for the sake of prediction, I'm going to do what I always do and just go for a win. I'll say 2-1, the same scoreline that we ended last season with to, to qualify for the Conference League, beat Brighton Villa Park, hopefully be in the top four, build a bit of momentum, beat Mossar, beat Wolves, and everyone's that, delighted. That, that Brighton game feels a million years ago, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed. John, thanks for joining me on this one to kind of exercise the demons of Wednesday night and go through a bit of therapy. I don't know whether I feel any better about it now than I did 45 minutes ago, but... Um, yeah, it's helped all. No, I don't think it has. I think it made it worse, to be honest. Uh, keen to see what people in the comments think, as ever. Uh, stay subscribed to Can't Move if you've enjoyed this content, and we'll see you all Saturday afternoon.